Hello and welcome to Saints Live, the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Kenzie Benali. And it was a day to forget for Southampton and West London, losing 3-0 away at Brentford. And here to discuss the match with us, we've got former Southampton captain Dean Hammond and NBC Sports lead soccer writer Joe Prince-Wright. Now, Dean, you can imagine the players will be travelling back down the M3 in uh, not the best of moods, should we say? Yeah, it's always difficult. Um losing games anytime, but away from home as well with the, the journey back and um, I suppose the manner that the team lost. Um, credit to Brentford, um, look hungry, um, kind of overpowered Southampton, I would say in certain situations, maybe the most important situations um, were a threat, um, especially in that first first half. After a, a reasonably bright start from Southampton, um, game was pretty even up to probably 10, 10 to 12 minutes and then the, the two quick fire goals kind of killed the game, which is which is disappointing, um, but can can happen. Um, there were some moments for Southampton where they were neat and tidy in possession and got into some some good areas of pitch, pitch some good crossing areas. Um, a lot of crosses went into the box today, um, a lot of moments, but no real opportunities. Half openings, I would say, um, for, for Brozier. Um, uh, Adam Armstrong, which goal again, just just offside. Um, but I think that was an example of how clinical he can be if he does get the the opportunities. But whether they're not being creative for him at the moment, or whether he's not getting himself in the positions um, to have those moments, I'm not too sure. Um, so yeah, disappointing, disappointing day. Um, it was just Brentford just overpowered. Southampton, I think, today, which is the disappointment. And I think a couple of the goals could have been avoided. Um, but you're playing against a team who are playing with that freedom that um, are safe in the Premier League. You're enjoying the experience of the Premier League. And we're just a little bit hungrier today, I think, in those important moments. And, and, and that was the difference, in, in my opinion. And we talked up the need for goals pre-match and Ralph did shake things up. Adam Armstrong was back in the starting lineup, Joe, but it just didn't seem to materialise today. It didn't. Uh, as Dean mentioned there, it was a lot of crosses into the box, not really finding a sanctuary. Just it seemed a lack of desire, or not not even lack of desire. It was just a lack of belief. I think probably is the best way to sum it up. Given recent results, I think a lot of the players seem to be playing today like they have been on a bad run. Only one win in the last ten, and uh, it does, as Dean will tell you, just eat away as a player. Um, confidence is so important in football. Uh, and it, for Southampton today, you could just see that playing out. There was a lot of good play in between the boxes, but when it really mattered most, defensively, some errors for the, f- the first two goals, especially, which we'll talk about, I know. And then in the final third for a couple of players, like Sabrosia and others, just got into some decent positions, but it just couldn't keep their efforts down or just didn't quite break to them where they wanted it to. So... Yeah, very frustrating afternoon for Southampton and uh, yeah, a little bit concerning towards the end of the season now. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Three games to go of the Premier League season for both these clubs. As Redmond cleverly plays it back to Brozier, who's onside in the box. Inside to Adam Armstrong, shot parried away for a corner. Missed by... Uh, Diallo squared and scored and Brentford do take the lead Ericsson as he fouled by Salisi referee says advantage Wiesa shoots Wiesa scores and Brentford have got two goals
seconds. It's drifted towards the back post. Again, it goes across the six-yard area. And somehow, the flag is up, which rescues Southampton's embarrassment. Brosian makes half a yard, gets it onto his left foot, saved by Raya. Possibly the best football of the half from Southampton. Again, that's good play, Adam. He's given away, now there's a chance for Armstrong. Armstrong fires a goal! Fires Southampton back! Oh, no, it's offside, the flag goes up. Edmund then brushed off the ball, but the back pass is poor. And in comes Brozier, he's fouled, surely. And they still haven't scored, Armstrong couldn't get it. There's no free kick given, there's nothing given, the referee says play on. Bednarik won one up in the air, still in the box, headed back, and then the, the shot from Tony, cleared by the feet of Forster, and then the shot again, blocked by Saints off the line, another shot blocked, dearie me. Somehow Southampton survived that. Poor clearance from Redmond, they can keep the pressure on, and here goes Ayer, and Ayer not next Forster, and Ayer finishes this game off as a contest. Dean, let's go a little bit deeper into the analysis then. After some sustained pressure, Brentford went ahead. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, could you talk us f- through that first goal? It comes from a, a set piece, Kenzie, um, which we know Brentford are very, very strong at, um, very well organised. It looks like they do a lot of work um, on the training ground um, and it's a weapon for them. And I'm sure the Southampton players would have been fully prepared for that and, and known on that and worked on it during the chain. And so, look, Christian Eriksen's delivery is very, very good and he, he can put it on the on the spot for move for players' movements and players' runs. Um, and Diallo kind of just misreads the flight, if I'm totally honest, and and loses Ivan Tony and, and kind of his body position is wrong where as he's backpedalling, he kind of should be on his on his side movement uh, with his arm out trying to feel, but he's kind of backpedaling. And when you're backpedaling in that situation, especially at that need and that pace, you do lose your balance and you do lose your your spatial awareness. Um, misses the header. Ivan Tony controls it in the box, strikes it across goal. And then there's kind of a coming together between Perra, I think it's Bednarak and um, the Brentford player um, just gets in there before. Again, what I talked about, just a little bit more hungry to get to that ball, just that on his, on his front foot is anticipating the ball, thinking oh, this could come into this area. I'm going to get there first. And I think that was just the difference in different areas of the pitch today, whether it was a second ball or those moments with, within the box for the goal. So look, it's a strength for Brentford uh, and they're well prepared. But I think the frustration from the players will be and and maybe from all of us, that they, goals like that can be prevented. You, you, you can kind of swallow if Christian Eriksen gets in the end of the box, beats a player and curls in the top corner. There's nothing you can do about that. Um, but set pieces are always hard to take from a player, and especially from a coach or a manager, because you do make the players aware. Um, and I think that goal could have been uh, prevented in total honesty. Well, Brentford did get another in quick succession through Johan Visser. Um, Christian Eriksen again causing problems there, Joe. Um, but what did you make of the defenders' attempts to actually, you know, stop it happening? Well, Steve, uh, Eriksen was brilliant today. I think especially in that first half, his full sort of repertoire of passes, just uh, sensational. Um, I was disappointed. It would have been a... a it would have been a, go- a free kick, uh, but a good advantage uh, curled it home. wasn't really in the corner. Uh, it was quite close to Fraser Forster, so I think I'd be a little bit disappointed with that one. But uh, it wasn't great. They're all over the place for a while there. And we did talk about before the game 
Southampton go into a back five or back three today, and that would have given them a bit more solidity. Uh, but just didn't have it in the first half. And um, that really did set the time for the rest of the match. Well, Dean, Vista had a golden opportunity to make it three just moments later and it blazed over the bar. Um, do you think that was a bit of a kick up the backside for Southampton after those two goals and another chance for them? Because we did have a few chances that followed that. It definitely helped, Kenzie. It, it definitely, it sounds silly, did help. That uh, Obviously, it was, it was fortunate that... Um, the Brentford player didn't score that. Um, it's an opportunity that you you'd think he would score. The disappointment from that it comes again from from a set piece. It comes from a, a diagonal ball from from Ericsson and and from Ivan Tony. I think it, it pulls round the round the back and it's his move, movement. Whether there's a block, I don't know. Um, so he loses his man um, and he gets round the back and he's free and he has a volley across the box. Um, and yeah, it's an opportunity missed for Brentford to go 3-0. And, and the game is dead then. If it's 3-0, the game is dead. So as a player in those moments, you can think, OK, look, still at 2-0. 2-0 was always a dangerous scoreline because Southampton did have those... They're not chances in the first half, but they started to build a bit of momentum. They had, I think the commentator said in the in this first half, that Southampton had 69% possession. Um, so they had good moments. And the build-up play was actually OK. The way they were splitting the lines between the midfield... Um, and the defence, uh, the wide players were coming in those kind of number 10 areas and getting on the half turn. Cole Walker-Peters and Perra were getting down the sides and getting in um, open space to, to to get crosses into the box, to be honest, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, but again, whether it was the delivery, whether it was the movement um, of the, the strikers in the box, it just didn't quite happen for Southampton. Either, you know, Brozier was just stretching, just couldn't quite get there, whether... Cole Capitas with the header um, at 2-0 to, to make it 2-1. Just doesn't quite get there to get his head over the ball. Adam Armstrong goal that's disallowed. So there, there's moments for Southampton that you could look at and go, if they can get a goal back, a bit like the Brighton game, where they got a goal before the halftime, the second half could could be different. But yeah, it, it did galvanise uh, uh, the Southampton players, which is credit to them because at 2-0, almost free, you can go under. You can just give up on it and and think like, this is not our day. Uh, but they didn't. They tried. You can never criticise, in my opinion, the Southampton players for the way they work and the, the effort they put in and the ambition to try and score goals. You can never criticise them for that. Attacking scene, it just didn't happen today. And defensively, there's a few individual areas that you'd like to think the players would do better. Well, just before half-time, Adam Armstrong did have the ball in the back of the net, but it was ruled out for offside. It, it was a neat finish, Joe, and he could have really done with that one counting. He could have, Steve. Great finish, great reactions to that loose ball when it kind of popped off Diallo. He was obviously just offside half a yard, but Dean mentioned it before. Tremendous ability there, and you saw what he's all about, Adam Armstrong. And you just wish that he had more opportunities like that throughout the game because... He really didn't see a lot of the ball. He did a lot of work out on the flank, a lot of defensive work, um, but he just didn't really get into many areas like that. But a really smart finish. And you're right, for his confidence, uh, he really did need that to, to count and then late in the season maybe go on a run ahead of next season, which will be a big one for him. But uh, yeah, it kind of just summed up the game, I think, just when Saints thought, you know, we're back in it 2-1 before half time. We've got some momentum building. 
And then, yeah, the offside flag goes up. So it was that kind of day for Southampton. Yeah, we really felt for him, didn't it? As you say, yeah. could have done with that one counting. Um, well, a catalogue of errors led to Aya wrapping up the game with uh, a good strike. Uh, Dean, what did you make of that one? Kind of what you say, Kenzie, just, you know, a catalogue of, of errors, really. Um, the goal, again, I think that's what I'm, I probably mentioned before, where they could, it could have been prevented. Elenusi on the edge of the box. Can he be stronger? Can he get to the ball first? Uh, the Brentford player just kind of wants it a little bit more. Um, then there's a few ricochets. The ball's still alive, but it's coming in the, cro- uh, in the box. And then Nathan Redmond with his clearance uses the outside of his foot. Um, can he be a little bit more purposeful in what he's trying to do? Can he manipulate the ball? Can he clear the ball from, from, um, from the danger area, really, and, and then regroup? Um, and then it kind of breaks through and, 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 and Salasu makes the attempt to tackle, which there's nothing wrong with that because it's easy to judge from here. The game is so quick in that moment, but could he try and stand his feet and try and use his body? So make contact with the, the Brentford player and kind of stay with him, not allow him to go past him, stay with him, then try and get a block on, on the shot. So these are the, the small moments, but at the top level, like I say, at the pace the games go, go at, um, it's very difficult in the moment to make those decisions. And, and that's why the top players are so good because they can make those decisions a little bit quicker. Um, but there was two or three moments within the build-up to that goal where it could have been prevented. And like I said, I'm repeating myself, that's the frustration, I think, because Brentford didn't really cut Southampton over today. Didn't really create amazing opportunities in Fraser Forster is making save after save. And that's what you kind of expect from, from a 3-0. So, that will be the disappointment, in my opinion, in the dressing room. Amanda Brozier did get into some good positions this afternoon, but ultimately did struggle in front of goal. Joe, how frustrated do you think he'll be with his own performance today? Very, Steve. You could see it in his reaction, sort of screaming, the hands in the air a lot, just looking around and thinking, it's just not my day. I think there was one chance in the first half which summed it up. It was a good pullback again from a wide area. And he just kind of shanked it wide. It was a difficult chance, but one earlier in the season he would have got on target or or buried. And we said before, didn't we, how long it's been now since February that Saints' strikers haven't scored a goal, which I think pretty much sums up the, the recent struggles in recent months. I mean, when you just aren't scoring, it's very difficult because one or two defensive mistakes in a game, um, if you keep making those as well, it's not a good combination, is it? So um, I think Brozier, just very frustrated. He's still a young player. Hasn't probably been through a patch like this in his career so far at Chelsea. He was always banging in goals in the youth teams, academy teams. And then went and had a good loan spout Arnhem. And for the first half of this season, looks pretty unstoppable whenever he played. So I think he's going to learn a lot from this. I think Saints are going to learn a lot from this spell. And hopefully... Um, for next season, it can it can be eradicated because now this is a couple of seasons in a row where the last few months have really petered out. And this season in particular promised so much because we were talking a few months ago about maybe a push for Europe or definitely a top 10 finish. And that's just kind of just, that's just, again, petered out now, which is very disappointing because I think for some of the performances this season, this team deserves more and they deserve to be in the top 10 conversation at the very least. Yeah, they certainly do. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Better finishing and better defending in these zones. And this is the reason why they deserve to win against a team that is in the moment uh, not uh, able to have uh, 
to, to, to hold the game open. Uh, we, we can see two easy goals in the first half after 15 minutes where we, I think we had a good start. So, but when you can see that easy goal, you can always think that you turn things around with, with, with two goals down, especially not here. And yeah, then it looks like it looks. Yeah, there's a bit of an, an element of confidence out there that's, that's an issue at the moment when something does go wrong, do you think? You can call it however you want. Uh, uh, simply not good enough in whatever reasons ever. Uh, when you defend like this um, against a team like this, then in the Premier League you are not able to win games, this is for sure. You did cause them problems going forwards though, didn't you? Yeah, but also, as I said, um, in and around the box, also there, we were lacking of the final punch and the final decisions and maybe the last step and uh, enough players in the box and all these topics uh, the opponent showed us today, how it works. Um, we, you're right, we were coming there. We had the chances, not less than they had, I think, but in the end, uh, that made a difference today. Well, a difficult day and Dean, it senses that there probably is a difficult day ahead next week as well. Uh, our last home game of the season and we welcome Liverpool. What are your early thoughts ahead of that one? Well, it's, it's a brilliant game. You know, you're playing against arguably the best team in the world at the moment. Uh, we're on a unbelievable run um, that are fighting for the Premier League. So it's going to be a really entertaining game. It's against a Liverpool team that are going to throw everything at to get the three points because it's going to be needed if they've got any chance of, of winning the Premier League and catching Man City. So from a player's point of view, you'd be excited about that, you know, to test yourself against the best. You mentioned it, Kenzie, it's the last home game of the season. The home record has been pretty good this year. The performances have been pretty good. Um, you know, the, the the victory against Arsenal is probably what this is going to be very, very similar to. Give up a lot of possession, give up a lot of territory and defend for your lives and play on that counter-attack. So look, it's a... It sounds silly, but it's probably almost a perfect game to bounce back from um, because the expectation will be a little bit lower because you're playing against such a good team. Um, but Southampton has shown this year, Joe's mentioned it, they've put in some really good performances and, and, and won some really uh, memorable games um, and excited us as fans. So look, it's the last time at home, home game of the season. Um, go out on a high and, and try and prove yourself against the best. Yeah, Joe, last home game of the season against the team second in the Premier League, the League Cup champions, FA Cup finalists and Champions League finalists. It would totally be Saints to just win this one. <laughs> I hope so, Steve, because I've got a ticket in the northern end as a fan. I'm really looking forward to it. You'll be hearing me singing, trust me, throughout. And uh, yeah, it's weird. Dean said all season long, I feel like I've been saying this, Saints play better against the better teams. It just seems to suit them when they can give up possession and... and I think some teams may be guilty of taking Southampton a little bit lightly. So who knows? Um, I'm trying to look for a lot of positives. They do have 10 days to rest and come up with a game plan now for this Liverpool game, where Liverpool have a couple of different Premier League games and obviously the FA Cup final a few days before it. So um, that's going to be a lot for them to manage and rotate. So, yeah, it's going to be a great atmosphere at St Mary's and hopefully... Um, Saints can really pull off a huge shock because that would be a great way to finish the season at home. And Dean said, at best, it's been a much better season at home from Southampton this time. So that'd be a great way to cap it off. Oh, wouldn't it just? Joe, I'd just love to see you jumping for joy in the Northern. <laughs> Fingers crossed uh, we can make that happen. Uh, but Dean, Joe, lovely to see you as always. Thanks for your input and analysis. Thanks as well to all of you for joining us and sending us in your comments. As we've mentioned, we'd love to have your company once again for the final home game of this season. That's next Tuesday as we welcome Liverpool to St Mary's Stadium. That's the 7.45 kickoff. So we'll be live from 6.30. See you then. Bye for now.